Welcome to TalkErie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. It's Mayor Joe Schember of the city of Erie for his March visit here. And actually, Mayor, we can take calls Okay, uh, because Great. you can actually hear them. So excellent. 814-679-1080. Keep them civil and clean, but we can take <laughs> your calls here. 814-679-1080. All right, Mayor, um, let's start out here with uh, the big release that I got last week about this confusion over the Ravine Drive deal. Yes. And so can you give me, like, the background and where that's all at? I can tell you no decision had been made or has been made yet. Well, wait, what's the whole point? We've got, a, we've got a deteriorating bridge. Yes. And so the idea was to build a secondary road while the bridge was being repaired? Yes. That was the idea. Also, then the, the temporary road would probably be closed normally, but if there was another need for it in the future, it would be opened back up. That was the, the thought process originally. We've had meetings now with uh, neighbors on both sides at the spots where the uh, possible roads would have been pit, put. And we got a, uh, we've gotten very good free feedback from them. We're still studying it. We haven't decided anything finally yet, but we are it, it, we're definitely leaning against even putting in a road anywhere. Okay. Road. Right now you're leaning against that road. Yes. The decision has not been made yet, okay. but we're definitely leaning against it because of the impact on the neighborhoods, number one. And number two, I think either road we'd have to take out about four, 40 trees. And, of course, trees are important for the environment. They're important for the neighborhood. And uh, so we're t- looking at other alternatives where we might be able to very quickly tear the bridge down and then figure out what do we want to do? Put another one in, put a walking bridge in, or there is some there's just some sewer pipe that flies falls through that bridge. I, I know to, that bridge well, yeah. And again, yes. there's a lot going on there. Yes. So the idea might might be to tear the bridge down and reconfigure the traffic flow. Well, uh, actually, we would probably work with the residents down there yeah. and the yacht club uh, that. Maybe we would just work at night tearing it down, and then it would be open during okay. the day. Or maybe it would be later in the fall when there's not much activity down there because the boats are out of the water and that sort of thing. Okay. We still have to work that out. But we think probably within six to nine months we're going to have to get that bridge down or it might fall down. Wow, yeah. And, and again, that's a gorgeous area. So I could see where uh, the, you know the neighbors are like, Please don't be messing with with our neighborhood. And what's unusual about it is that it's actually in your neighborhood. So it is. these were yes. your neighbors. Were you kind of surprised at the at the big reaction? Uh, I guess not. Uh, I, you know, it wasn't maybe as civil as I would have expected. But uh, we listened, we, and uh, we constantly said that no decision has been made. But people didn't seem to believe us. They seemed to think we're going to yeah. tear it down no matter what they yeah. say, which isn't true. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to uh, get people to give you the benefit of the doubt in this political climate. Uh, when, when you when you think about uh, these kinds of uh, of issues, are we getting the word out enough? Are we are we able to you know what's 
are, are we able to get the communication plan or is is covid via you know messing that up are we not doing enough public meetings because we're doing zoom meetings i'm just wondering if this would have been a normal scenario where it'd be a public meeting after a city council meeting if yeah. if there wouldn't have been so much confusion yeah i think covid19 has a big impact on uh, communication and uh obviously uh, I learned a lot in the last couple of weeks that I didn't even know in terms yeah. of what the issues are. We're also learning more about the bridge and what kind of shape it's set in and how soon we need to do it. Uh, so, yeah, I certainly apologize that uh, a, a misconception got started among the public. I'm glad they brought their uh, concerns to us and voiced them very well. Uh, we appreciate that, and we're going to do what's best for the neighborhood and, and best for the people that live down there and the Erie Yard Club. All right, so let's stay on roads for a second here. Okay. And, again, I have uh, Mayor Joe Schember with us, 814-679-1080. Uh, one of our, our, our state representative, Dan Laughlin, has uh, introduced this ban-the-boot legislation, which would basically uh, uh, pull this concept of a immobilization of vice away from uh, the parking authority, it, you know, for I don't know what. First off, are you aware of what it takes to get your vehicle booted? I can tell you, you have to have several tickets that have not been paid for an awful long time. Okay. To, to get it booted. I can't quote the exact yeah. numbers on that, but it doesn't happen overnight. But what about this concept, too, that. After maybe 30 days, that $35 ticket jumps to 135 At some point, again, it might as well be a million for some of your poor residents. That's right. And also, some of the people have moved out of town. They don't use that car anymore. It's gone, you know. So uh, it's, uh, it's not easy. And uh, Senator Laughlin has not talked to me or, as far as I know, anybody in public works about this and we certainly would be happy to do that so so i guess at the issue is is the odd even parking especially in the middle of the city and again we've talked about yes. over the last couple winter months yes you got to get a plow through there but Absolutely. are there other creative ways maybe smaller plows using um you know full-ton trucks instead of the big monster plow trucks to get through the inner city to make to make it a little bit more user friendly. I don't know. Well, you can't plow a street if cars are parked there, yeah. because the the snow stays out in the middle of the street as you go around the the the, the cars that are parked there. So you really we have to have one side at least one side of a street empty in order to really plow and do a good job. All right, stay with parking for me for a second. Okay. Again, uh, Mayor Joe Schember is our guest. Um, Newspapers reporting there's some considerations of the parking authority of allowing for the meters to run 24 hours on the streets. Right now, like we went to the brewery the other night, again, uh -huh. supporting Chris Sirianni and, you know, local business. And we're having right. a nice meal with our friends. And it was after six. And uh -huh. so we just pull right up. No, no quarter into the meter. But the parking authority is looking at that. Is that coming from... Your direction, or are they uh, requesting that of the city? That's something we've talked about. I think something we both have to agree to, but something no decision has been made at this point. It's What's your thoughts on it? Uh, 
I understand why they're proposing it, because they need the revenue. Uh, they're struggling a little bit with revenue to maintain their not just the parking spaces, but, but the ramps that they run as well. And that's not easy. It takes money. They're looking for ways to possibly earn more money. And most parking spaces in downtown Erie are used in the evening for people maybe going to a show at the Warner, the convention center, or getting something to eat, as you were talking about. So I'm not sure at this point what the right answer is. I don't have a strong position one way or the other. It's something we're still talking about. But I certainly welcome input from people on it. Is there any, uh, not backlash, but is there any unintended consequences that comes with, like, modernizing the parking system here? So we have that Meter EZ app, yes. right? Which I love because I, do I don't always have a quarter. Yes. But every time that I actually legally park, I'm actually not uh, in jeopardy of paying five or ten dollar parking ticket if i overstay my welcome that's right and so it, it has like a, that unintended consequence of uh yeah we would expect x number of uh, amount of money a year yes. in parking tickets that we're not getting now because people are legally parking is yes. that one of the rubs that parking authorities dealing with i i'm not they've not said that to us that that's okay. a concern and i can tell you when i use mine if I'm longer wherever I parked, I can actually go in on my iPhone and extend. Exactly. Extend it. so, it's awesome. Yes, it really is. It and, really and, is. So, it's, and so that what you're saying is, is that by being able to stay legal as opposed to running out and putting a quarter in or yes. just letting it go or forgetting. Yeah, and hoping you don't, and get, hoping a you don't get a ticket. Yeah. Uh, you're saying that, that that's not necessarily leading to the shortage. Yeah, they have not said that to us at all, okay. that that's leading to the shortage. And again, you have that rub of, of people trying to keep the downtown vibrant. It's yes. one of your core values. Absolutely. And so you're kind of having to kind of the split the baby, if you will, you yes. know, hold, hold, hold the, uh, the scales in your hands. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, well, sometimes you got to make hard decisions, and when the time comes, we will make it. All righty. We're talking to Mayor Joe Schember. It's uh, 17 after 4 o'clock here on a Friday. We're live at the Bayfront Convention Center for the Erie Home and Garden Show. Got to ask you, all right, so at, with the house, with Rhonda and, and your family, are you thinking about any renovations around the house? or? I can tell you we need some work outside. A couple of our fences are in very, very bad shape. And, yeah. Uh, I also own a home that my, my grandfather actually originally bought. I, w I grew up in it. Ron and I were in it for about 30 years before we moved to where we are now. We yeah. run into some friends now, but uh, that home needs some work, too. Is down, that right? Down in the basement, yep. Fantastic. Mayor, I want to I talk about the Bayfront Parkway. It's been in yes. the news again. Yes. There has been some, uh, you know, some federal... Uh, I, I guess it, it would be legislation for a discrimination suit or something like that. Or it has something to do with um, the NAACP filing a claim against PennDOT and so on. Again, this is this may, massive $100 million project. Yes. It's been funded, what, to the tune of 60 to $70 million, right? yes. So um, can you get us up to date? Are any of the claims that are... Uh, you know, at court, 
Uh, are they valid? What's your opinion yeah. on all that? Obviously, I'll let the judges and the courts decide the sure. validity of claims. But I believe it, the, you know the PennDOT has been working on this for a long for years, and I think they've done a lot of good work. This earlier this week, I sat in on a presentation that PennDOT did of the uh, bridge, the walking bridge that will cross at uh, Holland Street there. Okay. And, uh, you know, I could not imagine it. And they had like seven different versions. And it was incredible. I think there was a lot of people on the call. I think there was 40 or 50 people. They got a lot of questions and input. But I think everybody was blown away. They ranged in price from about $2.5 up to about $6.5 uh, But they all were incredible, and it's not a lot of back and forth to get down on the bayfront side. Okay. Uh, it's two or three kind of... Uh, and, and, and specifically the Holland Street side, which is where yes. a lot of the concern has been yes. for the east side to have access to the bayfront. Yeah, I think especially east siders that were on in this meeting where they could see this, yeah. uh, they were very impressed and very kind of excited about it. And now the only question is, of all these alternatives, what, you know, which one should we do? Okay. The, the most expensive one had some stuff that's more artsy, you know, a, a big thing that people can see from far away. I'm not sure what, that that's something we need to do. But as long as it is for bicyclists and, and pedestrians, as long as it's open and they feel safe and it's not real steep or, or anything like that, yeah. I think it's going to be very good. And we're still talking the roundabouts and the bridge underneath and all of State Street and all that, right? That's and, correct. Okay, yeah. so this is more of the other amenities to kind of answer some of the concerns about access. Yeah. Multimodal access. And this is part of that four-block plan from Holland over to Sassafras, basically. Okay. And, you know, the other thing that's good about this is... You know, we want pedestrian and bicyclists to have better access. That's what this is all about. Obviously, pedestrians and bicyclists with that uh, bridge at Holland really look good. At State Street, they've cut the distance to cross State Street by about half, a little little less than that, but right around mm -hmm. half. It's only half as far to cross, and 80% of the traffic won't even be there. It'll be going underneath because it's just going through. Okay. Another important part of this is that there's a lot of work going to be going on on uh, 12th Street before the Bayfront Parkway. Right. And there's, I think, about $5.8 million going to be spent to make that quicker, easier for cars to get across. And it, for a few months, they'll have to go there while the Bayfront Parkway works. I'm really hoping people get used to 12th Street, that it's fat, they find it's faster, and they stay there and don't come down to use the Bayfront Parkway to go across town. We want people to use the Bayfront Parkway to access the Bayfront. There's also going to be a sign at I-79 on both ends of 12th Street telling you how long it will take you on the Bayfront Parkway, okay. how long on 12th Street. We're hoping that 12th Street number is low enough that people going to work in the morning, going home at night, choose that. Yeah, it, it is. Again, if it's well designed, it, the, the only thing that seems to be the case is that people like that view. I think if you put the roundabouts in, that's a pretty good deterrent if you're not going to a bayfront asset why yes. take the bayfront that's so right that's the whole point yes all right uh, from from the bayfront parkway to municipal parks okay so 
So a little bit of movement now yes. on opening the parks uh, at this level for COVID here in the spring. Talk about it. I think we're moving towards reopening the parks this spring, and that will be announced in a, a week or two here. Uh, the only question is basketball. Uh, basketball obviously is a sport where you're in close contact with your opponent and team and, you know, uh, you know, sweat gets exchanged and, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, the danger of COVID. It's going to depend a lot on how, how good we get in vaccinating everyone and, and getting to that 80 percent level where it's safe again and we don't have to wear masks and things like that. Yeah. Have you gotten your vaccine yet? I did get my vaccine. I probably had the second shot over a month ago now. Okay. And uh, I still wear the mask because I know I could be carrying the virus. I don't want to give it to somebody else. That's the main reason for the mask. Uh, But I had, I can tell you, I had really no ill effects from either shot. I had the two shot. The second shot, the only thing a little different for me was that night I got really tired. I usually am tired at night, but I felt more tired than normal. I went to bed an hour earlier than I normally do. I slept an hour longer. I got up the next morning and felt fine since then. So Yeah, I've had one of my two. I'm getting my second one in Tuesday. And it was a similar situation. Just a a notice of, boy, am I really shot, you know, at at Uh bedtime kind of thing. Woke up and it was fine. So we encourage our folks to get the shots. Yes. couple more things real quick. We'll get our um, our Lerda update. Yes. A- anything happening? Or you said that there's some people out there that are getting ready to submit their building permits. There are, and we haven't had any large ones. We're still about eighty to eighty-five and a half million dollars in Lerda. That's since uh, July fir- July third of uh, 2019. So it's about a year and eight months or so. And I, I, I think it's kind of slowed down due to COVID-19 and yeah. the winter months. I'm really hoping very soon here we pick back up. I want to get to at least $100 million by the two-year anniversary this early July. Well, and I've read somewhere that Pete Zafiris from Great Lakes has a new uh, tenant for the uh, General Tire. Yes. I don't know if that's come out yet or not, but uh, yeah, I'm not I mean, sure. There, there's that going yep. on, and... Uh, and a couple other projects. Yeah. So there is a there is a fence around there, and I know he's got a couple projects coming up, and I'm sure he'll file for Lerda. And yeah. uh, I really hope we exceed 100 million quite a bit uh, by early July of this year. So throughout 2019, leading to April of 2020, every month we talked about census, census, census. Yes. What do we know? I thought there were some early numbers that came out. Yeah, I haven't heard any numbers at all from the census people. I've heard some people saying we're we're probably going to be relatively low, but uh, okay. I've I've seen nothing substantial or nothing so, that seems so. Official. There's no preliminaries. It wouldn't be, I mean, this sounds like this is going to be a little late here. Yeah, yeah. It I think it is already late from, yeah. from when it normally would be made public. So we're anxious to hear that and look forward to it. And hopefully, it's going to be good. Okay, we'll just have to to wait and see um last thoughts get about a minute and a half um it's primary season mayor yes it is 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 it pretty surprising that you're gonna have some competition i guess it is a little bit but that's probably good you know uh one of the things i enjoy most about campaigning is doing door to door yeah uh and i do i'll do be doing a lot of that in the next two months here prior to the election i really enjoy that and uh, plus, you, you got to stay sharp when you have an opponent. Uh, right. And I've got two of them, and I t- take them seriously, and I'm going to campaign hard. 
And and you, what do you think is your primary um, theme of your re- re-election campaign? Well, I would stress our mission and vision. We'll continue to do that. You know, the, the vision, uh, the mission is just six words, build opportunity, restore hope, transform Erie. And in the, in the vision, we describe the five things. We uh, About a, a little over a year ago, we announced goals. There were 25, 26 goals. 21 of which will accomplish by the end of this year. We've already accomplished four of them, and they are specific, measurable goals about how we're doing in the mission and vision. And uh, once we get to the end of this year, we'll be looking. Uh, you know, the the thing I I'm proudest of is my team. Uh, yeah. I've got an incredible, great, diverse team to work with. You've been listening to the Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.